Hello, welcome to our broadcast today here at Faith Builder. My name is Scott Phillips, and it is our desire that you would be blessed by what we share today. Over the next few months, uh, we'll share things I have seen and been pondering about the Word of God, as well as uh, guests, friends, and people that uh, come across my path and I enjoy talking to about the Word of God. So sit back, enjoy it, and if this podcast blesses you, I encourage you to uh, subscribe, to give us a good rating, and to share it with your friends. God bless you. We pray that your faith is built today on Faith Builder. Hello, and welcome to today's message. This morning in my reading, I read a familiar scripture to me, but I I read it and it just seemed to resonate with me this morning in a, a new way. In Ezekiel chapter 9, you read about an angel. And Ezekiel says, and, and he called the man clothed with linen, which had a writer's inkhorn by his side. Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of of Jerusalem and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. So it seems like there was a mark put on all of them that seemed to be burdened, to seem to be saddened, seemed to be almost in this uh, spirit of intercession for all the trouble that he saw, they saw going on in the city. He goes on in verse 5, and to the others he said, in my hearing, the other angels, go after him, follow him through the city and smite. Let not your eyes spare, neither have pity, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark and begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men which were before the house. We have a picture here in this prophetic vision of the prophet Ezekiel. He sees an angel dressed in linen with an inkhorn by his side. And the Lord gives him direction. Go throughout the city. And every person that you see sighing, crying, burdened, praying, interceding, uh, mark that person put it upon their forehead. And then he looks at the other angel and said, I want you to follow him. And where he goes, those that do not have the mark, slay them utterly. Don't spare anyone. And it seems that, that, that we see here a principle. It is the mark of the saint. The mark of the saint that, that sees the, the, the iniquity and the abomination, and the sin and the tragedy and the evil that's in the world. And there is a posture, there's a spirit, there's an attitude of, of just burden. Any of you that have lived for God for any period of time and have people in your life that you, they, you have been affected by their abominations, you've been affected by their iniquity, you've been affected by their foolishness, you know, you know that burden. But, but we see that, that this is more than just a... a personal connection. It is a 
It is a, a, a general understanding of the plight of the people of God. And he says, Mark, the mark of the saint is a person, a soul, whose spirit, whose attitude is in a posture of intercession. And, and I think that is, it's worth noting that many times saints, the mark of the saint, those that bear the mark, they may pray their life long. They may intercede morning, noon, and night. And many of the objects, the people in whom which they pray and they pour out their tears and they, they, they send forth their prayer, many are, it seems, would be unaffected. But the soul of the praying saint, that prayer saves them. Uh, that, that prayer preserves them. And so just being involved in the activity of spiritual burden, of a spiritual concern, of spiritual uh, 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 being troubled by the, tr- the trouble in the world, it, it, it causes us to know that one of the ways we can save ourselves is to be concerned about what's happening in the world around us. You know, uh, another mark the Bible tells us about is, is a very familiar uh, terminology. They've made movies, written books, and and there's all kinds of uh, articles. You just do a search for the mark of the beast, and you'll find thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of articles and people uh, talking about the mark of the beast. But I want to, to bring out to you uh, something very important, that, that those who did not have the mark of the saint were those who showed no concern. They were those living without a burden, those without prayerful intercession for a broken world. And the absence of the mark of the saint will, by default, that person could, you could say, gains the mark of the beast. What is the mark of the beast? In Revelations 13 and 18, it says, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score and six. Six, six, six. A tritheistic combination of numbers. The number of man is six. And number in all, of, of man in all of its dimension, all of its depravity, and all of its self-awareness uh, and protection. It is six, six, six. And it is in my opinion that, that, that what will bring in the wicked uh, spirit, the wicked man, the man of sin, the Antichrist, will be the spirit of mankind who is so self-focused, so self-involved, so self-aware, so self-focused. Uh, me, mine, and I. Me, myself, and I. And so here's the antidote for iniquity and the abomination. It is, it's the disciple call. It's the invitation of Jesus Christ. If any man desire to be my disciple, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. There is a progression of the ministry of the saint. When you hear the call of Jesus Christ, there's something inside of you that says... I want to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Though none go with me, I will follow Jesus. And that beginning step is coming to a realization 
that I must deny myself. How that manifests may be different ways. Sometimes that will cost you relationships. It's hard. But you have to make those hard decisions if you want to follow Jesus. Abraham, the father of the faithful, his relationship with God began with a single direction. The Lord said, Jehovah God said, come out from among your family and your kindred and follow me. There are many people have different uh, ties to them that causes them to to uh, be unable to fully engage themselves in, in what God's calling them to because of negative relationships, faith-killing conversations, uh, even evil spirits attached to people. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't care for them. But sometime you have to be able to make a separation from yourself and others so that you can experience what God has for you. you got to come out. If you're going to go to the promised land, you got to come out of the old land. If you're going to gain uh, uh, the, the good things in God, you got to be willing to leave the bad things of, of, of your past. And so it's so important for us to recognize that, that if we want to have the mark of the saint, we have to recognize we have to reject the mark of the beast, the number of man, the number of myself. You know, I'm, I'm reminded... Uh, speaking of denying yourself, there is a series uh, on, available on your iPhones, your, your iPads, uh, your, your smartphones. Uh, it's probably on all streaming platforms. I believe it's on Facebook and YouTube as well, called The Chosen. And uh, my family and I watched this whole series, and we concluded it last night. And, and in the last episode, there is a gripping uh, interaction between Nicodemus and Jesus Christ. Probably some of the most amazing, dramatic footage I've ever seen where someone is trying to portray in images what the Scripture says. And th- th- there's the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus uh, in John chapter 3. But, but, but in the, 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 the moments that pass, there is an exchange that, that it really illustrates what everyone has to deal with. The call to follow Christ means you have to be willing to let go of your previous identity to your previous privilege, to your previous uh, ties. It, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you something. You know, recently there was a famous uh, person who of note was very wise. I enjoyed listening to his uh, logic and his his wit, his intelligence, and defending faith, and and uh, uh, making a, a a logical case for Christianity. But one of the things that always hurt my heart is is in his pursuit, in his case for for uh, truth and for the Scripture. Uh, there was this one element that, that, to me, weakened everything that he did because he could not, was unwilling to pay the high cost that would have been associated with choosing truth over tradition, 
choosing the biblical record over historical Christianity. And, 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 and in many ways, it hindered his message. And ultimately, I think it, it hindered those that would have followed him from experiencing a fullness because the veil of tradition often blinds people to the, the bright light of what simple biblical truth holds. And so here's the, here's the option. Will you take the mark of the saint? How do you get the mark of the saint? The mark of the saint is when you will exercise a little awareness of the world around us to say, it's like it was in the days of Noah. Oh, it's like it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. God judged the world and everything that was alive in the days of Noah perished with water. You look around and say, oh, it's as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. People's uh, 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 appetites have become so driven by sensual, uh, uh, terrible, perverse things. You know, in one scripture, it talks about the sin of Sodom is that they were... There were fullness of bread. There was the satisfaction, and in the satisfaction, that's where perversion happens. If you look at Hollywood and you look at the ultra-wealthy around the world, the problem is, is when they have become so full of substance and so full of everything you could want, uh, they have too much time on their hands. They have too much uh, uh, options, if you will. And, and, and the end of that, on so many, in so many examples, if they, is they sell their soul in pursuit of quote-unquote happiness, in the pursuit of self-awareness, in pursuit of self-fulfillment. But one of the, the, the secrets to Christianity is, is if you want to be happy, you don't pursue happiness. Happiness, joy is experienced when you minister to the needs of other people. With joy, fulfill, fulfillment comes when you help someone else find purpose. True joy comes where you can have fulfillment is when you are involved in the engagement, in, in the discipleship, in the, the winning of a soul from the self-focused, self-centered, self-destructive cycles that people fall into. They learn them from their parents, their grandparents. They learn it from their friends and their peers. They learn it from social media and, 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 and Hollywood. They learn these self-destructive lifestyles. Oh, it's, it's, it's painted up as, as joy and glory. But look at it, the end of that. Look at the most wealthy, famous, powerful people in the world. Look at Hollywood. Some of the most dysfunctional, unhappy, miserable people ever lived. And they've got yachts. They've got mansions. They've got jets. They've got money to swim in. But they're dysfunctional, sorrowful, pitiful souls. Oh, they're handsome. They're beautiful. They're gifted. They're strong. Uh, they're very good at talking, of entertaining the world. But while they in, endeavor and try to do things to please the world, please themselves, oftentimes the outflow of their minds, the outflow of their life is pure misery. You, you just just do, do a perusal on, on the entertainment opportunities out there. 
the the darkness, the witchcraft, the perversion, uh, this the, the just the underlying belly of just wickedness, baseness, filth. It's what's flowing out of them from the abundance of the heart. It's flowing. Hollywood is full. And, 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 and the, the depth is almost unsearchable in how wicked people can be. And as a believer, when you, when you lift up your eyes and you see, oh, the world is so messed up. And, and this wicked flow, it's, it, it, it splashes on the children. It splashes on the young people. It, there's no generation that is left untainted and unmarked by this just absolute filth flowing from the culture, flowing from the social media, flowing from politics, flowing all around us. You see, even religious, uh, the religious world has just become so full of self, self-awareness, self-grandizing. The message of Christianity in many places has been polluted by something that's not just not truth, it's anti-truth. It's not Jesus, it's antichrist. What is the message of the Antichrist? Do what pleases you. If it feels good, do it. It's all about you. Jesus wants you to have everything. When in reality, the message of Jesus Christ was one of self-denial. The message of Jesus Christ was one of forgiveness. Not The message of Jesus Christ was ministering. Let the greatest among you be, be the servant. And so there is this perversion of truth, the perversion of purpose. There's a perversion of God's ultimate purpose. No doubt there's crosses being wore around necks and steeples being put on buildings and, and Bibles being being toted uh, with gold gilded edges. But, but the message of Christianity, we must recognize that the mark of the saint is one that can, can, can never get too far away from the wicked nature of our world. And we feel that burden to, to bear that cross, to, 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 to follow in the spirit of Christ and to pray, to pray. Oh, God. Oh, God, Lord, help my family. God, help my family to believe and to live a life that pleases God. Help my community to have a revival of repentance. Help, help my the children in my community, the fathers in my community, the mothers in my community, the teenagers in my community, because I see them swept away in this river of darkness. I see them lives and homes and marriages being destroyed by this this river, this 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 outflow of darkness. There's not a home that cannot be saved. There's not a marriage that cannot be saved. There's not a relationship that cannot be saved. If two people will decide we're going to we're going to we're going to get ourselves out of this 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 rat race of uh, a routine, this 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 darkness. It probably starts by turning off your entertainment. That is wickedness. Unfollow uh, feeds and streams and people that is total wickedness and begin to just clean up your life. Uh, you can't you can't save yourself uh, just by what you do. We're saved by grace. But when grace begins to appear, study your Bible. What does grace do? The grace of God teaches us how to clean up our life. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us 
that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. You know, probably one of the greatest privileges I have in my life. <laughs> it goes directly to, to some decisions my parents made when they were young adults. Young married people. After they finally got right with God and began to try to pursue God. The best privilege they ever gave me wasn't the color they gave me. It wasn't the cultural status they gave me. It wasn't my country of origin they gave me. The best thing my parents gave me was the privilege of righteousness. They took me to church. They prayed with me. They, they bought me Bibles. They, they put me in a position to be influenced by praying godly people, men and women who had the mark of a saint, who I know prayed for me. And that, that, that right privilege, it affected my whole life. And it, it streamed, that, that blessing, that, that, that river of life flowed into my life. And I have no doubt it was because there was some praying righteous souls who mourned and interceded for the wickedness that had my father bound, had my mother bound, had people in my family bound. Somebody prayed. A preacher preached. A church was built. Saints were faithful. And in the net of the church, in the net of the kingdom, my parents were caught. And when they were caught, I was a little fish that was caught in the net with them. And I've been spared so much trouble. And I really believe that it is a product of, of the, mark, the, the marked saints, praying saints, interceding saints. And here's the invitation. Will you be a saint? Would the angel mark you tomorrow if, it went, if that angel went through the city and marked everyone that was praying and interceding for their community? I want to be marked with the mark of a saint. I believe the way, the reason, the mode, the method, most people will be, uh, will be receiving the mark of the beast will because by default they will receive the mark of the beast because they never were marked as a saint. I don't want that to be true for me. I don't want that to be true for you. Let's pray. Father, forgive me that there have been too many days have passed without me bowing my heart and bending my soul and engaging my spiritual uh, energy, my spiritual pursuit, my spiritual passion for praying for my lost world and praying for my lost family, praying for those that I know that, that are in the, the very grip of Satan. Forgive me for the prayers that went unprayed. I pray that you'd help me to be reacquainted in a greater way with my responsibility to bear up, to, 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 to pick up the cross, to take up my cross daily and follow you, be led by you, to be motivated by you, to be inspired by you, to lead me, Lord, to be the light, the salt, the voice, the influence, the call, the word, the smile, the, the, the kindness to those 
who desire to be saved, they simply need to see the light and be touched by the people of God. I pray it in the name of Jesus. Let us have, mark us deeply with the mark of the saint that we would be preserved from the ultimate damnation and abomination of the mark of the beast. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Faith Builder. Faith is the building block upon which everything else in our life grows. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Awesome. He is the only way, truth, and life. It is in Jesus, our faith in Jesus, where everything flows. We have an opportunity to add to our faith, build upon our most holy faith, and grow in faith. That is my goal, to grow in faith. Thank you for tuning in to Faith Builder today. If you are blessed, subscribe to the podcast, share it with others, and consider rating our podcast. This will help us reach further than we could by ourselves. Your help in this is deeply appreciated. Faith Builder. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God.